0: So three times recently, over the past three weeks, I have had to look at someone, hold their soft, warm hands in my hands, make eye contact, and simply beg them to please let go. Let go of whatever it is that seems to be holding them back. Let go of that man-made wall that they've constructed in their mind that is a total mirage and that we're all guilty of at times. So what is that wall made of? Dun-da-dun! Dun, dun, fear. comes in a whole host of choices. You can have your selection. Fear of the unknown, fear of change, fear of relationships. Richie, a friend of my parents, has literally been in two car wrecks over the past two years. The last one was a collision with a semi that ran a light going over 50 miles per hour. By all technical circumstances, he should be totally dead. But that's not the case. Richie's laid-back, non-stress mental attitude has gotten him out of a lot of rough circumstances in life. To do with your survival mode working because you didn't worry. I don't, so many people worry, and that worry, I think, kills them. Could be, could be. I don't. Yeah, like I say, I don't worry about anything because I, I don't have control. I can only hope that when I'm in a traffic jam rushing to get somewhere, that I can employ a little Richie in my life and just learn to soak it all in and remain calm, knowing that this, too, is just part of the day. So the other day, I was talking to a friend who just so happens to be a fellow entrepreneur, and he was experiencing some issues about renewing his lease. He has been building his business for several years now. I've been watching him and has made some relatively great progress. I'm so proud of him for that. But when I asked him how the meeting went, he said not so well. He had gone to the meeting knowing that they wanted to shorten his term of his lease and take back over his space for their own use. They were breaking his lease, so already we know that he's in the driver's seat, right? Totally wrong. When I asked why it did not go so well, he said that they were rude. He said he felt intimidated and that he just caved and said fine to their demands. He said he just wanted to get out of the room as fast as he could. He feared that they knew more than him. He feared that they had more money to fight in court if he ever contested it, and he was simply scared that they were smarter. Now, that's a triple duty of fear. We're going to call that the trifecta. But after we talked and I reminded him of what he had built from the ground up and how far he had come from nothing and the positive impression that he had made on all the kids lives that he has helped in this world over the last couple of years, he was so much better off. You see, walking into the unknown is not scary if you are grounded and suited with the right heart and mindset and perspective. Biblically speaking, like in the Roman times, it's like putting on the armor of God. The struggle of the believer described in Ephesians is against the vast forces of evil that we encounter daily. And the disciple Paul tells us to put on the full armor of God so that we can take a stand against the devil's schemes. First, you put on the belt of truth. Then the breastplate of righteousness goes on next, followed by the gospel of peace, which on your feet, so that wherever you go, goodness goes also. Then you take the shield of faith and cover your heart, which is a vital part of your body. If you always have faith in your heart, then your life center is protected. And next, there is the helmet of salvation, which I find the most important in life. A helmet will help you to protect your head from evil and negative thoughts, thoughts like not being good enough. And lastly, there is the sword of the spirit. So to recap, there's the belt of truth, breastplate of righteousness, On your feet, the gospel, the shield of faith, God's salvation as your helmet, and the spirit as your sword. So my friend, the entrepreneur, right in front of me, figuratively speaking, transformed, from a bent over skeleton to one that was standing straight up and tall. He was able to see the light because I reminded him of his strength. I reminded him that he had built something where nothing previously existed and should push come to shove, he could simply do it again. All he needed was encouragement so that he could dress in his armor. He needed encouragement as we all do. It wasn't magic. It was initiative powered With grit and built in confidence and faith. A wise Yoda once said, train yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose. That is a profound statement, and those who have learned to let go can truly understand the validity in Yoda's words. And let's not forget the Bible. In Matthew 8, Jesus said, Ye of little faith, why are you so afraid? You see, when we're full of fear, there's less room for anything else, even love, including love for ourselves. Check it. How many times have you heard someone say that they will never get a dog again because they fear the sadness that they will experience eventually, probably, 17 years from now, in the future, when the dog dies, No, 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 I just can't do that again. Or better yet, how sad is it when you hear friends say that they've had it, that it's better to be alone than to get hurt again by another person? That's preposterous. This is why people become afraid, because they lose faith. And fear compounded just tightens your grip when in actuality, the goal is to take your hands off the wheel. Have a little faith that things will work out, because faith is the answer to fear. I suggest to my husband all the time to tell people exactly how he feels, but he can't do it. Instead, he will swallow a snide comment or brush off some rudeness, standing up to a mean and uncaring person. It's one of the hardest things for him to do. He says that he just cannot do it and that we are made of different cloth, he and I, and what works for me just cannot work for him. But I disagree greatly. I think that he fears telling the truth because he won't be loved by the other person. He's been labeled a pleaser partly by himself and he never likes to rock the boat. Know anyone like this? Well, I know plenty. Sometimes I will say something to someone during a conversation just to get a rise. And half the time, the other person caves and will not even defend themselves. Then that just opens up a whole can of worms as to why they would just sit there and take the behavior from me. I mean, I actually even start the conversation and the argument with them. These people do not want to enter into the comfort, uncomfortable zone. But that uncomfortable zone is where love lies. It's where that meat is. It's where the magic happens. It's where the fear is cast aside by faith and it's where the sweet spot lies. It's where we should all be. I just got off the phone with someone, maybe not even more than an hour ago, who was curt to me from the beginning of the conversation and who started to raise their voice at me. I simply stopped and said, listen, I'm not sure what's going on with you, but from my end, it sounds like you're raising your voice with me. And I simply have no intentions of continuing this conversation until we or you regroup. Now, with that being said, is there a problem or have you had a bad day? And then the floodgates unleashed. I heard about a stressful day and his client who he had to almost fire this morning and his son who won't take the business seriously, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But had I not had enough guts to start that conversation and demand how I wanted to be treated and also ask him if there was a problem, it would have never come out. And that's all it took. What I'm saying is that if you can be sure of yourself and you don't live in fear of what other people might think, then when you do stand your ground or speak the truth, you might not lose yourself in basic situations that happen daily like negotiating a lease with your landlord or saying how someone is making you feel when they're not being nice to you or realizing that a minor setback at work or a health issue isn't going to define every minute of your day. Hell, you have a life to live. So I have the pleasure of knowing a little lady named Annie, a very unassuming, sweet, older lady named Annie. She has just turned 90 and the walking testimonial of how faith and perseverance has transformed her life. She has fled from East Germany to West Germany and then eventually ended up in Canada and finally settling in the United States. Many, 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 many years ago. She stayed in the woods and in barns for countless nights, trying not to be seen or heard. I've heard stories of her in the attic in Dresden after having a sneaky suspicion that Russian troops were coming back after originally barging in and eating the food the night before. And she watched as her best friend never made it to freedom when she was held back by officers while she herself was allowed to board the train. And her friend was never to be heard of again. This was her best friend. All of this while she was only 17. And I'm very proud of the fact that that I could always tell the the American people and all the young people in my own family is that you have to be persistent. If you want something and if you really feel you have the the talent, you have the desire to, to do the right work, you can make it. But you have to be the persistent. You cannot be a uh, weakling and say, ah, I can't do it. And so, yeah. and the world is not responsible for your life. You I know? agree. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Everybody has to fight for their own living. I agree. And... So, Annie has lived a lifetime of circumstance and has turned every trial into a learning experience. The difference between her and someone who wallows in pity, and we all know those people. It's positive thinking. You're not gonna be chained to circumstance unless you allow yourself to be. Learn how to manage your thoughts and your actions and your focus. When you can do this, you can step out of your comfort zone. You can enter into situations that make you feel uncomfortable and start to do things that you never thought were possible while standing up straight. You can start to dream of things that have even yet to happen. The possibilities actually become enormous. But if you can't see into the unknown, if you don't have faith in yourself or your life or your possibilities, then the actual opposite will happen. You'll grip that wheel tighter. You'll try to control more things in your life. You'll beat yourself up about being a perfectionist or many other things rather than being able to learn and move on. You won't be able to grow because you can't stray from your norm. There's too much at risk. That is why those that are secure with themselves are able to dream and to see a future that is not yet real, a future of experiences that have not yet happened. And it is precisely while those that why those that cannot take their hands off the wheel those with that tight grip they can only see the limitations while being so cautious so i challenge you today to say i can do it no matter what it is you want to do, no matter what it is you want to say, no matter what it is you want to believe, the answer is the same and always the same, I can do it. Because without the drama of you thinking that you have this personal war on earth, full of deadlines and perfection and egos and standards, you might. You just might be able to focus on the possibilities rather than the limitations. And that is when you step out of your comfort zone, scary and all. And that is when you become open to new opportunities. And those new experiences, good or bad, will lead to newfound strength. And when you remember who you are meant to be, the game has officially changed.